Welcome to Let's Talk Micro. Hi everyone, Lewis from Let's Talk Micro here. I'm just live from ASM uh, Micro 2023. And I am just, you know, sitting here on the third floor uh, recording live for an episode. And anyway, I just want to talk a little bit about what I have seen today and what I have liked. So overall, it was, you know, it's been, this whole experience has been great. Uh, you know, one thing that I will say is that I have to stay organized because, you know, it is a lot of things, you know, there are a lot of things to see and you can't do it all. So, you know, the app, the app has been very great. Um, however, you know, you, you just have to be with the idea that you're going to miss those stuff. So you really have to pick what you want to see. I mean, you sign up for sessions and sometimes, you know, they're an hour or two hours long. If you want to interact with the poster presenters, you know, they're only there, you know, a couple of hours a day, typically from 10 to 11, 10.30 to 11.30. So you have to keep that in mind. But I have seen some great things today. I was doing some of the posters and I saw one about Sage having some antimicrobial properties. I saw another one about silver nanoparticles used to treat, uh, showing activity on a, on a Acinetobacter bamani, and this is from India. Um, on the poster, you know, they talked about how how the 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 patient actually had a pan-resistant Acinetobacter bamani, and unfortunately passed away. And they went ahead and uh, they got some silver nanoparticles, and it has shown some activity against Acinetobacter. So that might look promising. I mean, that's an area to explore. I mean, that will definitely be great. Another thing of interest was a poster that I saw, and this is from Advent Health, and I actually did an episode about it. So if you haven't checked it out, check it already. Uh, please do so. About Negleria Fowleri, and it was a poster about the design and validation of a lab-developed test for detecting acanthamoeba, Negleria fowleri, and Balamuthia. So, so three different species of amoeba uh, on CSF samples. And the great thing about this test was, you know, that it reduces, you know, even though infections with amoeba, they're rare, but they are almost always fatal. Well, they are fatal if untreated. So detection is key. Um, so they actually, they developed this test here in Orlando, and it's actually very, very stable, the stability of it for the sample. You know, it's quite a bit. You can definitely check out the, check out the episode for more details. But, you know, it's very stable overall, and that helps out because adjacent areas, you know, like uh, somewhere in Georgia and adjacent states, Florida, they can send their samples in case that, you know, they are trying to rule out an amoeba. So definitely, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very important test to have. So, you know, it's very great. So, like I said, check out the, that episode. But the poster was very interesting, and that was from Dustin Evans from Advent Health Orlando. Another great session that I had I attended this morning was actually from the Clinical and Public Health um, Microbiology track. And it was, you know, what's up with fungi these days? And we had some panelists and, you know, they talked about, uh, they explained antifungal susceptibility testing and associate intrinsic antifungal resistance with a specific fungal pathogens. You know, they talked about PCR testing and uh, developing tests to detect fungi. You know, they talked about the options that you have for antifungal testing. 
Um, this is a panel of experts. Definitely uh, one of them is, has been a guest on the podcast, uh, which is Dr. Sean Lockhart from the CDC. Uh, he did the episode about Candida auris, another great one. So if you haven't checked it out, please go ahead and do so. And then you also had uh, Gary, uh, Dr. Gary Prokop and Dr. Sarah Kidd. Uh, Sarah Kidd is also a fungal specialist and she is from Australia. So overall, you know, very knowledgeable subject matter experts. And it was a very interesting chat, you know, as a microbiologist. A lot of times, you know, in hospitals, we definitely give a lot of, eff a lot of time and effort to bacteria. A lot of time and effort to bacteria, but we don't give fungi. It's more of a compartmentalized area. So typically, you know, not enough people are trained. So generally in microbiology, you might go a lot of the time without even doing any fungal testing yourself, you know, it might be restrict restricted to PCR and, and things like that. Uh, but as far as, you know, like reading mycology plates, a lot of times, you know, we are restricted to what we see on the bacteriology bench, which as you know, most yeast, you know, they do grow on regular blood, chocolate, and even McConkey, they can grow. Um, so you do get to see, you know, yeast, you see cryptococcus, Uh, but a lot of times, you know, that's about it. That's the extent of it. So, uh, so, um, so that was a little bit of what I have seen today. And stay tuned for the, uh, there's going to be another episode, the one that I recorded in one of the studios yesterday. So it's mainly talking about the posters, the kind of research that I have seen. If you attend in this event, uh, you probably more than likely have the app. So if not, download it. You know, I think it stays open a little bit after the event. And all the posters that I'm mentioning, you can go ahead and look at them. They have a PDF uh, with the written research. So that way you can see more if it's interesting. Uh, but like I said, you know, the highlight of today for me was uh, they were doing uh, sage. using sage it's from like the reservation land. And it was showing antimicrobial properties. And then there was an acinetobacter that was uh, uh, pan-resistant. So completely resistant. The patient passed away. They're doing some testing with some silver nanoparticles, and that's showing a little bit of promise. And the reason I'm kind of repeating that is because I had two guests just join me, and I was just kind of explaining what I was talking about before they got here. But, you know, I am in great company today. I'm with fellow podcasters, and they actually, you know, they have a, a, a great podcast called The Micro Moment with, um, with the Microbi Gals. So here I have uh, Jonathan Mitchell and Elizabeth Diaz. Welcome to Let's Talk Micro. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. It's always good seeing you again, Louis. Definitely my pleasure. You know, it was it was great. I wasn't expecting to bump into you here. Um, and, you know, let alone, you know, we have talked before about doing uh, some sort of collaboration and, you know, down the line, you know, that's, we'll do something. Uh, but it was great. It's been great. Kind of just the whole thing about these events is like you bump into other microbiologists and, people right that you normally you maybe the, the extent that you know them is like through zoom and you do collaborations and emails so it's always nice to see people in person and connect um uh, well uh tess and john so what i've been talking to the audience is that i started relating my experiences you know this is my first time here at asm uh, microbe and one of the things that i found was that it was very overwhelming 100 yes it's a lot right The good kind, right? It's not it's not overwhelming that like when you get overwhelmed at work that, oh, my goodness, I won't go home today on time. Mm -hmm. This is just simply it's a lot. Hey, it's five o'clock. It's over. 
time to go to dinner and do something else. Come back tomorrow and do it all over again. Uh, so that's definitely a lesson learned. Uh, so for you, the audience, you know, next time, if you come to this event, definitely get the app, start looking at some of the posters or the, some of the talks. But this is the reality. You won't be able to do them all. Mm-hmm. I think that, and don't quote me on this audience, uh, but maybe if you know someone, do a little bit of research or go through the ASM website. I believe they said that there's going to be some recordings available for some of them. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're doing like recordings of everything, but it did seem like a bunch of them will be on demand. And I don't know if they've told us how long they'll be available either. Do you know? Uh, no, they didn't say that. I just heard someone yesterday saying, oh, they're going to be there. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't know how long. So if you're listening to this and when it comes out, the event has been over, but uh, it's I'm planning on releasing this uh, in the next few days. But definitely go back to the app or go to the website and ask. Or if you know someone in the field or check with them or anyone associated with, uh, with the ASM event, definitely let them know. So, uh, you know, uh, Tess, actually, I was talking yesterday that you were you had a poster this year. I did. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell the audience what is it about? Yeah. So I am in a very different field than what you are in. Um, so I do a lot of environmental microbiology. I'm a bioinformatician. And so my poster was all about mining microbiomes and developing pipelines for low biomass samples. Low biomass samples are hard to extract DNA from. They're hard to collect microbes from. A lot of the pipelines already out there are developed for human gut microbiome interactions. Um, so there's a lot of challenges in the environmental field to do the same things that people are doing in the human field. So I built these pipelines that I'm really proud about. I've spent like, you know, the last year on them. So they're almost done. Um, and we're able to use these pipelines to classify the different microbes that are in mining sites. And mining is a sector, an industry that often we don't talk about in microbiology. It's not something that we often talk about when we're thinking about sustainability or making things more green. Um, But the mining industry has a lot of ways that they can become more sustainable and using microbes to do so, which I think is a really exciting field to be in and one that not many people are in. Yeah, that is true. Um, you know, like, uh, unfortunately, AMR, you know, consumes like a lot of the attention in microbiology. So a lot of times, you know, other fields, like other areas, they don't get the, the forum, you know, that it should. But definitely, you know, it's more more than just, you know, clinical micro is a huge field, many things that can be done. And yeah, so right now, the way that with anti- antibiotic, you know, abuse and all these things, you know, definitely, sometimes, you know, they take the back seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the great things about a conference like this is because you get to go to so many different talks. Like I've gone to talks that are strictly about sequencing data to AMR to host microbe interactions to phytoremediation in wastewater to wetlands. So it's just like there's so many different things, so many different talks at this conference that no matter where you are in microbiology, you can find something to do for four days straight for 12 hours. Nothing but microbes. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. There's definitely, it's, it's separated here. And then in some of the listeners, if you haven't been to, yeah, they just split it in, you know, they have like a antimicrobial resistant area. They have public health microbiology. They have an environmental track, uh, something with the body, the host microbiome. Mm-hmm. So they have, a, they have a whole thing on climate change this year, which I think is new. I don't think they've had that in previous years. Okay. So it's, yeah, there's lots of different avenues for no matter what you study. 
Yeah, so that's great. So that's why I say definitely if, depending on what you like, uh, do the research ahead of time, find out what the talks, um, specific topic. I know later on, I even saw there are some posters about Arkea, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm looking forward to that. You know, I touched a little bit. I studied a little bit about them, but not really, you know, as far as my job, we don't really deal with them. Uh, so that looks very interesting. You know, and uh, John, since you didn't have a poster, I'll get to you in a minute. Uh, but I'll ask you the same question that I'm asking, uh, Tess. So, so far, what have, you know, you said you went to some talks, you know, that are very interesting to you. So, so far, what have you liked the most about the event? So I would say what I like the most about the event goes back to what you were saying earlier about just running into various people that I've met on Twitter, I've only seen in Zoom. Um, you only know their handle and vaguely what they look like, but they seem to recognize you and you recognize them and you just start chatting as if you've been friends forever. Uh, and you just talk about microbes and their poster and everything. Um, so yeah, I've been to a lot of different sessions. I've learned a lot in that respect, but I definitely think it's the networking and sort of finally meeting people in person that I've been following for uh, years. It's almost like a fangirl moment sometimes when you see some of the big names and you're like, oh my God, I follow you on Twitter. And they're like, oh, I know who you are too. Uh, It's just like a lot of fun to sort of have that recognition and be able to talk with different people that you never, never thought you'd see in real life. Yeah, it's definitely a a great feeling. And I had, yeah, like you said, um, you see their handle and maybe you see a picture. Um, You know, one thing I'm kind of learning sometimes with Twitter, like you're a lot of times I don't even click on their profile picture. Mm-hmm. So I see like the, you know, you see the little face and uh, that's it. And then you kind of just all of a sudden, like you see them in person. I'm like, you don't recognize them. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. And then you actually expand the picture and you see who they are. I've done that a lot of times. Um, and I encountered a couple of people that like they're shaved in their picture. And right, they're different. Than and now they have they a full beard. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. So it takes me a while. And the same thing happened with me. I have some, some of my even guests, uh, like I went over there, I recognized them and, and they're like, it took them a minute. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Lewis. Right. How are you? And then all this, you know, immediately saw me and then they said, Hey, you know, nice to see you in person. So that was definitely great. And, uh, and I had some, also some people like I put, and you know, you're listening to this, but like I, I brought a little tag with the podcast handle on it. And some people actually have seen it. And then oh, that's going to be fun to have people come up and be like, oh, I listen to your podcast. Yeah, I had uh, yesterday I went to this dinner uh, with some members of, of the industry. And the first person that I walked in, they look at the thing. They're like, you know, are you Lewis from Let's Talk Micro? Like, this is great. I'm like, ah. <laughs> little yeah. celebrity moment. That's what she said. She's like, this is my celebrity moment. That's so great. You know, it's like, oh. So it's it's definitely great, you know, right? And And you know this. You know, you're doing your you podcast and you like, you know, you put a product out there and when you meet someone that actually, you know, that listens to it and enjoys what you're doing, it's your creation, right? You're putting all this time and effort. So definitely it's a great feeling. It is. Yeah. Right? It's like, you're appreciated. You know, a lot of times with the podcast, you don't know who's listening. It's like, you're sending it out to a black box. So to put a face to some of that black box and take that away and be like, wow, people actually are listening and they care and they appreciate what I'm doing. And it's very invigorating to continue on and inspirational just to hear people say, we listen to your podcast. We love it. Yeah. And that is true. Like you said, like a, a, like a black hole, you know, I, and I experienced this, you know, a lot of times, you know, many episodes that I record and I'm like, maybe is anyone listening yeah, to is this? Yeah, anyone there? <laughs> yeah. And then, so when you get that, that feedback and even though, you know, I do it for the communication, for the networking and stuff like that. Uh, but it's definitely, it's a great feeling. So, 
I appreciate everyone that has stopped by and you know say hello and and I even had yesterday I was actually doing um I was doing this seeing this company about rapid AST mm-hmm. so five and a half hours to get acceptability which is pretty good and the person was giving me the demo about the instrument and then he glanced at the thing and then all of a sudden he's like oh my goodness like are you Lewis from Let's Talk Micro and he actually knew I, I said yeah and then I talked about some collaboration and he's like yeah you did you just did this recently and like wow. oh this, like this person is really following me like, yeah he's really listening he's like I'm just you know I used to be a tech now I'm in the industry but I just I saw your podcast and I just I downloaded all the episodes and I'm <laughs> so that was very amazing that is amazing yeah so then you like the networking and uh any posters that you like that you saw um yeah i mean i think a lot of the posters this year have been phenomenal and again they're all over the place as far as what they're talking about and what they're trying to do the other thing that i really liked about just as a general comment about the posters this year is i think we collectively as a community are going away from the three columns and nothing but text on a poster. So seeing people's creativity come out in posters, using colors other than like using more than one color, putting more pictures into it is really cool. I actually saw this one person, they didn't even have a poster. They just had uh, like their whole figures kind of on a, like on on a background. And then they just pinned their, each of their sections onto um, their board. So it wasn't like one piece, it was like eight or nine different pieces. And it gave such a cool view to uh, their own poster because it wasn't just a sheet. It was almost like a flow chart or something that you can kind of follow and more abstract. So I thought that the creativity that you see in the posters has um, been really fun. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I, the only thing that I will say, it's just, but I understand because, you know, they're here for, you know, they're presenting their poster at the same time, right? Uh, you're making it all the way here. You know, it is expensive and a lot of people don't have sponsors. And that's actually, um, as I'm going to get sidetracked for a little bit, but I was going through a talk yesterday and yeah, some, I like some texts were saying, like, they didn't know a lot about ASM. Mm-hmm. And even when they found out, like for this event, it's like, I can't afford to come over here. So going, you know, circling back to the posters. Uh, so, you know, you're making all this effort to come here. You're presenting. Um, so you also want to enjoy it. So I wish that sometimes you had or people, you know, like were able to be there for more, like mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Because, you know, between the sessions, uh, a lot of times, you know, by the time you finally make it, that hour just goes by so quickly. Yeah, it goes by so fast. Yeah. So I definitely... Um, the ones that I saw and I wanted to make a point of really go see, like I put them on the app. Yeah. But if you're doing a round, I mean, that hour and just the, you know, the antimicrobial resistance section and public health, which is the one that are focused the most, uh, it's gone. Mm-hmm. I even, by the time I finish the section, some, some areas were empty already. Yeah. And it's always sort of a, a struggle when you're balancing that. Cause sometimes you're talking to the author of the poster and, you just keep, you get into a good conversation and next thing you know, 40 minutes have gone by and you're like, well, that was a great conversation. Now I have like 18 posters I want to get to in the next 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, I think it's often having those conversations that are better than, than the quantity of uh, posters that you see, but being able to just connect with whoever is presenting. Yeah, that is true. That is true because yeah, um, especially, you know, the person is very engaging and, and the mm-hmm. research is very engaging. Yeah. Even those 20 minutes are they're worth it. So even if you see that maybe like three really good posters, 
instead of rounding to 10 or 20, yeah, it's definitely worth it because it, once again, it adds to that networking and talking to people. And that's always, mm-hmm. you know, it's great. We were limited, right? Because of the pandemic, the whole interaction. And uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, personally still, you know, if I'm in a crowded area, I still get a little, <laughs> try to stay away from those, but, but overall it's nice, right? Connecting with people again and being in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to ask, uh, John, right now, thank you, uh, Tess, and um, so uh, John, you didn't. So you didn't present a poster. So what have you enjoyed about the conference so far? I don't know. It's it's kind of hard because Tess uh, came on a lot of good points about what was good about the uh, the conference as a whole. So you know, I'm going around, and I'm actually since I'm looking at a, a place of industry, I've actually connected with some of. Uh, vendors which has been nice and maybe i they'll help further my research uh you know uh, getting supplies for my research but uh what i also really liked is i've seen some talks and i'm like oh maybe i can use that oh maybe i can use that in the lab um when i get back so uh getting ideas to test out when i get back i think it's been really cool i think also they've had a couple of uh fun things at asm that i didn't really expect like there was a talk, it was uh, uh, fun with fermentation. It's all about fermenting different foods, which was out of nowhere, but it was so fun learning about different foods. There were some foods I'd never heard about all of a sudden that were fermentable that I had never come across. And um, what was it? Yesterday, there was a clinical microbiologist on the floor who was taking folk songs, rewriting them so that they were, uh, he's talking about different clinical situations and they were always funny. And he said, this is how I teach my students is I sing and I teach them microbiology that way. Nice. So, wow. It's like, a, you know, I always, I always love, right. When uh, people find a way to convey, you know, convey their information to the students and they get creative, uh, you know, as educators, it's definitely difficult. Uh, sometimes nowadays, especially with the attention span of the, sometimes, you know, of the younger generations. I mean, that's just the, the way it is. So you have to get creative. Um, can you tell the audience what, what do you do as a microbiologist? So I, I work at a startup and we're looking at two different uh, projects. One's working on IBD and the other one is uh, neurotypical behavior disorders. And really does the gut brain access have a big factor in it? And what can we do to try to um, uh, help that. And in terms of IBD, we're looking at uh, screening different small molecules to see if we can um, help reduce symptoms or even reverse IBD. And just to go back quickly, the uh, the person that was singing was Dr. Sheldon Campbell, which I forgot to mention. I just wanted to shout him out before <laughs> I forgot. All right, excellent. But yeah, so we work on that. And, you know, I'm also... I'm also trying to get gain some ideas of maybe possible projects that we could work on listening to other talks here because there's a whole range of um, disorders and possible connections to the gut microbiome. So it's really interesting listening to these and I'm going to bring it back to my company and I don't know, maybe in the future we can develop projects around those. Definitely sounds very interesting. Um, so overall, it's also just like you know, like uh, Tess, this is your first time here, micro, uh, uh, microbiome uh, 2023, micro 2023. So what has been your experience, right? So you saw some interesting things, um, you know, any advice for the audience? What have you liked? 
maybe what have you found anything difficult? I think everyone is basically centering about the amount of information. I think maybe that's your experience too. Yeah, that I think that was the issue for me is I wish I really did, like you said, sit down and really tweet, tweet out what I was going to go to because I filled out the schedule on the app and I had triple book things. I'm like, which do I go to? All these are close to what I research and they all sound cool. <laughs> that was the hardest thing is trying to decide what to listen to. Yeah, definitely. And I, some, the last two days I came out with, uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff, meeting people. And then at the end of it, I feel pretty good. It's like, yeah, it was overwhelming, but I think I, I got some good talks out of it. And then all of a sudden, you know, like you pull your Twitter feed and then someone posts, you know, amazing talk. I'm like, ah, I missed this. I wanted to be here. Uh, but, you know, it's just one of those things. I think I, I, I got what I needed, but yeah, it's otherwise, you know, those can be two places at once. And it's just a lot of sometimes, you know, the overlap. So that's just the way it is. We actually had a friend who went above and beyond. I saw him in a couple of talks. He would come in, listen to one talk. And these sessions usually have four or five talks. Get up, run to a different session. So he knew exactly the exact person he wanted to listen to. And he, kept, he was running around the conference all weekend doing that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, if you're... We have that motivation, yeah, not to miss anything. Uh, yeah, by all means, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it was you know it's, it has been great. A lot of vendors, uh, so from different parts of the industry, you know, even some areas had like uh, I know like they were giving like you know free coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was actually really good um, because if you were those of you that attended, you know, there was like a Starbucks, but the lines can get pretty long. Yeah, and actually. Um, John and I uh, had that experience on day one. Uh, we did the line and then we missed like the first few minutes of the opening uh, speech, right? Yeah, yeah. The general session. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was lesson learned from that one. But then even the lines inside, they can get pretty quick. But if you're there all day, you just, you know, pick a time. And then uh, and sometimes, you know, it's not that bad, but, you know, free coffee. And I think they also have some other things in the back. I think I saw like even like a, Chick-fil-A for those of, you know, in the audience, I like that all the way in the back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they had uh, theater halls within the, the big area. And if you sat and watched through the presentation, they had food along the side. So if you, if you're hungry, you go and watch a session, grab a food box and go on to whatever you're doing next. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. So, okay. I learned that a little too late. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely learning it. <laughs> now on sunday as it's almost over uh but yeah i think overall you know pretty good uh i think one of the talks that i went yesterday was about sometimes about the lack of knowledge of people knowing about asm and like i mentioned earlier um yeah especially i don't know how it is in your side of the of the of the micro field but for us in the clinical side a lot of times you know, you're a director in the hospital you know they're very motivated very knowledgeable and then they're all in tune with that whole ASM. But as it trickles down of us in the, in the lab, um, a lot of times people, yeah, they're completely unaware. Uh, you know, have to almost have the level of nerdiness that I have <laughs> and that need to know what's going on outside of what I do to be aware about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's just, they need to, I think social media, right? It's a good, um, maybe if I can ask you, what do you think about using social media for like microbiology and, and things like that. 
Hmm. I mean, I, I think it definitely has its benefits, right? Um, I think one thing that we probably have issues with is how do we get across microbiology in a timely manner? Because it's social media, like what, Twitter is 240 characters. I don't know if that's changed anymore. And we're both very passionate about microbiology, so we could talk about it forever, but how do we simplify it? But yeah, if you can, if you can, if you can get that, I think my, uh, social media is definitely a great platform for that. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're limited by the characters and experience that, uh, sometimes, you know, if I, if you want to add a few hashtags to it, then I burn some of them and, yeah. and you have to either do it like in a thread, right. Uh, but overall, pretty great to convene information. And that's how you actually, I, you know, I tell everyone that listens, that's how I, I find my guests and, and you know, that's how I actually found out about, you know, you two and your podcast, which I'm going to ask you in a minute. Um, but yeah, just following people, you know, about microbiology and it pops on the feed and that's, it's been a really great place to meet a lot of people. And now that comes to that, you know, to that area where you actually get to meet them. And it's always pretty cool. Hey, you know, we follow each other from Twitter. Hey, that's like, Hey, so, so the podcast, you know, like I mentioned, uh, yeah, I listened to your podcast. I have been uh, a guest on it before. So what can you tell us, you know, what is the micro moment with the microbials? For those of us that are just, you know, tuning in and then maybe they haven't heard about it. That's one of the things that I, um, before I continue, that I kind of learn, or maybe it's just about being a little naive or not understanding the power, right? Like you think that you're doing an episode, you create a Twitter account and you put something out there and everyone knows it and that's not the way it is. I mean, you post a lot, post a lot, and then a lot of people sometimes are like, oh, I didn't know you did this. And um, so, yeah, so some people out there, they might not know about your podcast. So uh, what can you tell us about it? So, yeah, we we developed this podcast and really we're, we're trying to like bring microbiology. Um, we're trying to simplify it so that it's understandable for the general public, because as microbiologists, we tend to dive too um, technical. Um and really, we want to um, educate other people. And what we see is, say is we're trying to bring, make them have their micro moment, you know, their inspiration of microbiology. What, what do they like about microbiology? Or uh, give them a bug of like, oh, I want to learn more about it. Yeah, so I think that the micro moment really developed because people didn't have an appreciation or a lot of people don't have an appreciation of how much microbes impact our every single day and have impacted our history. So we sort of developed the micro moment as a way to show, and a lot of people only know microbes as pathogens, as something that is going to harm you, as something that is to be feared and, um, you know, a villain to our society. But microbes do wonderful things all the time for all of us every single day. And everyone has micro moments, um, some bigger and more significant than others, both good and bad. And so I really think it's interesting with microbiology. I don't think there's a field in the world there's nothing, there's no one who doesn't have a micro moment. Um, and I think microbes have impacted our history in so many ways that people have never connected before because historians are not microbiologists. They're not looking through that lens. So we, we, the micro moment is really showcasing how microbes have touched our society and humanity in both good and bad ways and how they might be changing our futures as well. That is great. And definitely, uh, like I mentioned, I listened to it and you have done things like, uh, right, like um, microbes and space. Um, you don't, you know, you like these uh, historical overviews, like take us on a journey, right? Um, 
I think you have done some Halloween episodes, right? Yeah, we do a lot of Halloween, our Monstrous Microbes series, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, we do a lot of analogies of things. So we take different microbes and we make analogies to them. So our monstrous microbes, every microbe is a Halloween, a traditional Halloween monster. So um, we talk about how rabies is associated with werewolves. Um, we talk about uh, agrobacterium. No, that's not right. What is it? Ergot. Ergot might have um, caused the Salem witch trials of 1692. Um, and so it's just kind of like a fun thing to associate something that maybe no one has ever heard of and then associate with something that people have grown up with and something that they can really connect with. And we did the same thing with sci-fi. We looked at a bunch of sci-fi movies. We looked at uh, Andy Weir, who is one of the keynote speakers tonight. He had two books that had to do with microbiology, The Martian and Project Hail Mary. And we talked about those and sort of the microbiology behind those two books as well. So it's really just been a fun way to uh, try to get people engaged in microbiology when they're already engaged with other things and how can we connect those um, and try to reach people that may not be thinking about microbes as much as we are, which I don't know how many people in the world do. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is true. Not everyone thinks about, you know, we're, we're close in this field and, you know, we look at it from a different perspective, but not everyone knows, especially, yeah, like the impact of the microbes, you know, and they're everywhere and, you know, they're from water and, and when you get to about, a lot of microbes, you know, with microbial resistant genes and you have in the soil, you know, and food, right? From your, like, uh, um, you know, John mentioned about fermentation and you have, right, like, propionated bacterium and cheese and, uh, you know, you have lactobacillus and yogurt and uh, yeast for beer, right? That's definitely a very popular uh, one, at least. I think if anyone doesn't know anything about microbiology at the very least. Maybe they know about yeast and beer. Yeah, I think so. It's a popular one. <laughs> right? That's a very popular one. So, yeah, I definitely, I like your, the, the spin you put on it. Um, so is there any, any, can you tell the audience anything upcoming? Are you working on anything fun or what are you, what's next for the micro moment? So we're, we're doing a series on bioterrorism, actually. So we released uh, our first episode last Tuesday and it, it started, you know, pre BC and we're making our way all the way to um, the 21st century. And then we're going to talk about, you know, poss maybe possible uh, agents of bioterrorism. So, you know, it's something that we've heard about. I've learned a lot about the history. You know, we always hear about the black plague. Um, I think I mentioned to you earlier, like I had never heard of this uh, disease called tularemia which actually may have caused a plague in around 1300 BCE. Yeah. Um, you know, with uh, tularemia, that's how, that's, yeah, you know, we definitely learn about it because that's one of the agents that we have to be able to write in the lab to the tech, you know, we hope that we don't see it. Right. Um, so definitely that's one of those, uh, same as brucella, um, mm -hmm. you know, which, I always, and this is a little bit outside of the topic, but you know, if you're a physician out there and for some reason you suspect any of these, um, let everyone know. Uh, I think a lot of cases of brucella that we have in the lab, um, you know, it's, it's a tiny, just a little bit of, um, you know, very gram-negative carcobacilli, grows very weakly, you know, you have trouble, and then all of a sudden you have five people, hey, what, what does this look like? <laughs> hey, you know, I can't get this result, and then, all of a sudden, doctor says, hey, I was expecting brucella. 
you have five people now that have to go and prophylaxis. Oh man. So that's the way it goes a lot. So it's a little bit scary, right? Right. Um, because you don't think about, you know, hopefully they're not expecting anthrax or something like that. That's going to be a very long day for everyone in the lab. We're going to get locked in. And so, but yeah, so that's very interesting. Is that coming up soon? Yeah. So our first episode has dropped. Um, working on the second episode right now. And uh, we, we got a bunch more in the work right now. Pretty cool. So, and then where can you find the micro moment? You can find it in all major uh, podcast players, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, Podbean, you, you name it, you'll probably find it there. And you could also find it on our website, uh, microbicals.com. Awesome. There you go, microbicals.com. And I'll, I'll put it at the end of the show notes. So everyone just, everyone wants to go ahead and check it out, which I exhort people to go ahead and do so. Please, you know, definitely take a look at it. Um, and you're also on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Yep, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I, yep, those are the two platforms we work with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you just search for at Microbigals on Twitter and and Microbigals on Instagram. Definitely. Uh, and if you haven't, they're actually, uh, and this is from, from experience, you know, like they, if you ever as a listener and if you have any questions, you know, they actually sometimes, you know, like you send a message to someone and they don't, they don't respond, but they actually answer pretty quick. So they try to, yeah, within reason, of course, I'm not expect a message immediately, but they get back to you pretty quick. So there you have it, the micro moment. So I'm going to ask now both of you, since, you know, you said that, um, you know, what is your micro moment, John? Ooh. I feel like it's constantly changing and evolving because I'm learning new stuff. Um, really, it started when I took a micro class when I was actually in the school for nursing. And I thought it was so cool that I was growing bacteria. And I'm like, wow, we, we do this all the time. It gave me a new appreciation because I, I had never seen the clinical microbiology side. So it was a little peek in the, uh, behind the curtain. So I was like, man, this is really cool. What about you, Tess? I've had so many micro moments, but the one that's most associated with uh, clinical microbiology is my grandfather actually died from an AMR uh, E. coli infection from a routine biopsy. Um, So that was kind of a real shock at how microbes can really start and and destroy someone's life in a really fast and quick way. And sort of from that, I kind of got really obsessed with microbes and for some reason had a a major shift in sort of my thinking of microbes and started to learn how much they actually help us as well. Um, So even though it comes from sort of a tragic state, I I am still a lover of microbes and believe in the good that they can bring to the world. Okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a definitely an, an, an experience, you know, even on a, it doesn't compare over a very tiny scale, but as, you know, as, as microbiologists, we see a profile like that and, you know, we feel even bad when we're putting these results out there because, uh, you know, we're trying everything. It's like, oh, my goodness, this bacteria is resistant to everything. How are they going to treat the patient? And it's definitely very shocking, especially when you work with blood cultures and then you have to make some notification and you see that the patient expires. So, you know, it's got to be, you know, so I can't even think I'd never experienced that, but definitely having someone go to a hospital for something, right. And uh, experiencing that. Um, you know, that's definitely awful. So, but yeah, they can definitely do a lot of good. Right. So, and I think, you know, I, I mentioned this one time, uh, but for me would be, I think for me is, yeah, whenever I can, if I know there's a 
well, I always try my best, but if I know there's a very re- organism that I know that is very resistant, when I manage to isolate it uh, by either, especially, you know, a very mixed culture, uh, by knowing the media and you know, doing whatever it takes to get that organism and put that result out. That's always my micro moment. But overall, um, I think that, uh, like I tell people this, overall microbiology as a, as a whole, I think it's like, um, you know, like I, I tried other areas and I worked in hematology, chemistry, and I will compare it right to that. It's like that person that is good for you, good values, good family, good job. Uh, but microbiology is true love, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't dream me right sometimes, uh, you know, we go through our ups and downs, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Yep. Same. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I just thought of one more micro moment for me is finding out that microbes are so hardy. Cause you, when you start, you think like, well, you know, we're multicellular organisms. We should be pretty resilient. Right. And yet one of the most <laughs> resistant organisms to uh radiation is a single cell organism they're, they it's crazy how strong how resilient they are indeed yeah uh yeah i know like uh deinococcus yeah uh yeah. for those of you yeah, it's been the nightmare for those that work in the sterilization and uh so yeah they're very resilient you know one thing that um because yeah, we are as our our bodies you know overall for most falls and stuff you know we we handle that uh but one concept that when I started working in this, it really threw me off. It's like you can freeze the organism and then it comes back to life. Yeah. So that's, yeah. You know, like sometimes you're wrapping your hair around that and uh, you're like, okay, yeah, the semi, I have this strain of E. coli. So, you know, you put them in some glycerol, you have it there and it's basically, yeah, forever. You just thought a little bit and then just bring it out and there, there it goes, growing exactly. again. <laughs> So it's amazing, yeah, what they can do. Uh, well, is there anything else I maybe you want to tell the audience? I mean, they already listened to your podcast. I would say check out your podcast. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, just thank you so much for having us on your podcast again. It's always a pleasure. Um, and I look forward to future collaborations between Let's Talk Microbe and the Micro Moment. It has definitely been a pleasure. And, you know, thank you for taking the time. I wasn't sure if, you know, if anyone was going to show up. Sometimes, you know, people see it on social media, but this is a very busy event. And uh, people are, you know, getting a session in or doing posters or doing whatever. So the fact that, you know, here both of you took the time. Um, and, you know, it was great actually um, doing an episode with both of you. Because, you know, the last time I only got to work with John. So it was nice, you know, now working with both of you. So, once again, you know, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it. Okay, so there you have it, audience. So um, I hope you, if you are, if you haven't gone to Micro 2023, uh, you know, by now, just definitely go next year. It's a great experience. If you can afford it, just go, or if you have a sponsor. But I hope you enjoy this episode. So as always, you know, continue bringing that passion to what you do. It's so important. We do such great work. So stay motivated, stay safe, and of course, continue talking micro. Until the next time. <laughs>